go. Hello. You want to do the uh, intro? Uh, I'm the honorary dream warrior for the evening. Yay, yeah. me! And you are my, my sister. Yes, I'm I'm the big sis. And we're this be, is Heather. Heather. Heather D. Heather D. And we're going to be talking about La La Land. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely takes me back. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, do you remember that movie? Yeah, the, the third it was, Friday. Th- was it the third, third or the fifth? It's the third one. Yeah, it's the one where the um the group of kids get they they go to the mental institution, right? Yeah, is and, that the one? And they they are yeah. Is that the one where the girl turns into a cockroach? She's like lifting weights and like her her arms come out yes. and she becomes like the cockroach. Yeah. And the one girl's burning herself with cigarettes because she doesn't want to fall right. asleep. And it's the one with the uh, the death where Kruger becomes the television. Yes. And smashes the girl's put, face. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And that was uh oh god was Patricia Arquette in that movie? I believe so. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Classic. You, you you are also uh, enthralled. I'm being stalked. By Dallas. We have Dallas the, uh, he's the mascot. He's the Dream Warriors mascot. He, uh, he's, he's the he's best. He's the entire mascot of my life now. He's t- he's total- He doesn't like that he's not being paid attention to. No, he, he just woke up. I think he is. I think he was dreaming of being alone forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wakes up and sees new people here. And Dallas! Just gets, just gets excited. All right, so really I'm here because we wanted to um, wait till we were with each other to talk about a movie I was extremely hesitant to watch, and, and that is La La Land. Yes, why, and why were, were you hesitant? Um, I think that I couldn't get, you know, there was this like extreme amount of hype and extreme amount of buzz yeah. right around September, October, like all of, you know, the trade magazines, the websites start to talk about, you know, Oscar frontrunners, award show frontrunners. Yeah. And in looking at the trailer online and the very, like, minimal description of the movie on IMDb, could not get a handle of, like, oh, what oh. the movie was about. Like, is this going to be, like, an something paying homage to Singing in the Rain? Meaning, is it set in the 1930s? Is it set in present day? Yeah. It, you know, what kind of story are we dealing with? I just thought that the... the, the title La La Land and then the very like sparse description of what this movie was about and no one was really talking about it. All I know is I saw like I'm not a huge lover of Broadway musicals. I like Broadway plays. Don't love Broadway musicals. Don't really love singing movies. So I think I was like if and when I have to see it I will and I kind of got dragged kicking and screaming. But but you're also a um, huge fan girl. Xanadu. Um, I make which, no. Which is. I don't even is, apologize which is for it anymore. He's on the list of one of the worst <laughs> musicals in okay. Hollywood. So history. I was taken to see that movie when I was six years old. And I think you have to. It's like, it's like true suspension of disbelief. You have to just allow yourself to get sucked into what it would be like to be a Greek muse in present day. 
okay, yes, the sets were really bad. Yes, if you were to watch it as an adult, you, would lo- you wouldn't even be able to make your way through. You would, like, laugh and then turn it off. But as a child, I was so captivated by it. And the fact that Gene it, Kelly it was captured, in it. Yeah, it and, your imagination. And they totally, like, he and Olivia Newton-John recreate that famous scene between he and Debbie Reynolds in Singing in the Rain. Um, and then you throw an electric light orchestra and you have this amazing soundtrack that really gets bastardized for being part of no, the movie Xanadu. And to me, my two favorite movies are Xanadu and Gone with the Wind. So you can't get any stranger than loving like one of the all-time most beloved movies and one of the most panned. So, yeah, yeah I guess I'm a, I'm a walking contradiction. And, but And where do Streets of Fire rank in your top movies? Um, just so so high it's like a comic book come to life to me yeah uh, so that would maybe be like top three um top soundtrack three, wise and soundtrack wise yes. like forget it very very much underrated uh, yeah like underrated i mean music tom petty stevie no nicks one, wrote yes. for that um no jim steinman who that. produced all of meatloaf's mm-hmm. stuff bad out of hell and everything does a lot of work on the soundtrack and i mean that's the first time i can ever remember seeing willem dafoe he scared the shit out of me i just discovered a movie that i'm pretty sure um it's called loveless and his character in loveless is almost the same character as is it set like around the same time he looks almost the same see that's 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 the 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 thing about streets of fire is like you kind of i have i still kind of don't know when it's set because it feels very 1980s yeah, but, but it feels very 1920s but those are the best the like la la, la, la lane even falls in into a little, little bit of that category 100 percent crosses over yeah 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 and outside of maybe cars and a cell phone there is nothing else to date that movie especially if like it, i as i'm watching the opening sequence which takes place on a freeway in Los Angeles, by the way, the same freeway that they used to film many of the scenes in Speed. Yeah. So it's a very well-known highway in Los Angeles. Um, and it's, that's where the singing and the dancing, the very colorful choreography comes in. If you can get past that opening sequence, then the movie begins. Well, it's, and it's also that opening sequence was setting the stage for what is coming. Mm-hmm. It was a primer. They had it, to, they had to find a way to have like yeah. this chance meeting that would play out later right. in the movie. They're stuck in traffic, well, honking at each other. Yeah, it's also like because we are uh, we're just talking about the movie. It doesn't matter if you've seen it or not. I who cares? We're not um, really going to spoil much of it. Well, I mean, it's a no, classic love story. Well, I so would, I would like to get into it because that moment in the beginning echoes a little bit of what happened at the end absolutely where it, it's, it does it's, come it's, 360 it's, glance, it's an eye contact mm-hmm. and it's two lives passing right now real quick though the guy who this gentleman who i think is a flat-out genius oh that, my god damien chazelle that wrote and directed this are you familiar with his filmography um i know that he wrote and directed my favorite movie last year which was whiplash which is another one of these movies where um it's not a musical but music is very heavily prominent throughout the film with um jj uh is it jj watt no what is his name jj watt is a professional football no (laughs) (laughs) uh it's uh simmons J.K. Simmons J. won K. his Simmons. Academy Award for yeah. now, I, I, his work in I that movie. I think that was the best movie of, of last year. I 100% okay. agree with you. Um, so Damien, 
the uh, writer director. He's 32 years old. He has a appreciation for music, and he, between Whiplash and this, mm-hmm. he, he, I feel like he's exercising a demon. He understands it. Yeah. It's like, and specifically, oh, you know. I'm not a jazz lover, and I think you have to be really smart about jazz music, and something needs to click inside of you to appreciate to it. it. And yes. I, th- I think he totally, really does well, get I, it. I think between these two movies, you have an education on why jazz is important. Yeah, and and why it needs to be relevant. Yeah, and, and how it can be relevant. And he he makes his own arguments through his characters. Absolutely, in, in that movie. Now he he also wrote three stellar movies okay in in an age when when a lot of people when when you're hired to write a screenplay it's often said that you write a screenplay but they make a movie and right. a lot of times the two don't intersect sure and you have really talented people um this guy named max landis uh he wrote a movie called american ultra mm-hmm. he wrote like a um von frankenstein mm-hmm, update mm-hmm. Uh, his scripts are constantly getting butchered and moved around, and but he's he's the creme de la creme of pitch writers and screenwriters okay. in, in Hollywood. He's yeah. like, he is the son of Max Lane. That's also the okay. Okay, so you have that as like the peak, and then there's this guy who wrote Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh right, Grand Piano. Okay, and the Lace Exit. Lace Exorcism Which Part Two is such both of those movies. Yeah, the Lace Exorcism very good, very committed to what's happening by the end of that movie, mm-hmm. meaning that it's the apocalypse, right? And it's such a ballsy ending. Um, I just don't know how, like, like in I, his head, he gets from Ten Cloverfield Lane yeah. to La La Land. Like, I, I feel like he he is a, he's a screenwriter that his screenplays end up on film mm-hmm. because people don't want to mess with what what they have. Like yeah. they, they know they have something good. Yeah. Um, I, it's interesting to see what what will come next from from him. For sure, and I really Very like that exciting. he's a young director, and particularly with La La Land, he worked with young actors. Right. Mm-hmm. We have two very young leads. And I just I like the idea that there's like no disconnect in generation there, so they can all be on the same page. I want to talk a, a second about who was an originally slated to star in this movie yeah go, go through some of that because i'll just give you a little bit of background i had no idea that this movie was what it was mm-hmm. other than everyone kind of like around me was seeing it okay and, so i and, think we should and, and i never saw the trailer uh-huh i barely knew that um uh emma stone mm-hmm. was even in the movie i, I kind of knew ryan reynolds i mean um ryan, ryan. gosling mm-hmm. was in the movie I didn't know he had a big role. I thought he was just in the movie. Yeah. He's been doing like kind of like a lot of cameos. and Yeah, like he's been taking smaller recently. roles. And, yeah. and he's somebody who really, I think, excels. Some of his best work is, is in independent film. Well, his almost all of his work mm-hmm. is independent film. Yeah. Other than what's coming out. What right. we'll, we'll talk about. Um, um, I think yeah, we should so, explain the premise of the movie is that an aspiring, this is like literally the long and short of it on IMDb if you look. It is um, an aspiring actress falls in love with an aspiring jazz musician. Yes. And, like, literally that's it. But it they tell this story of them 
meeting, but then falling in love over four seasons. So yeah. it's very much the that spring. It's almost like the feeling of falling in love. You have that spring, summer love, spring romance, summer love, yeah, and it's very honeymoon like phase. honeymoon phase, and like you're all up in each other's business, and like you can't stand to not talk to each other till three o'clock in the morning, and be with each other every single day, and then you know, kind of like you get to know each other and know each other's little ticks and annoyances, and those little things can turn into big things, and so, so it tells the story of falling in love over four seasons in a very metaphorical way. So, real quick, how much of that, did any of that resonate with you? Very much. When I, they were... Gosh, like freaking the, Ryan Gosling. Like, great, so fall. I can never see this movie again. I can't watch The Notebook again. Well, so, mean, ah, Ryan well, Gosling it, is like my kryptonite. I, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, to my, I, I said to myself at the end, end of this movie, I said, does he ever end up with the girl? Ever. In any movie? He, oh, I know. <laughs> consistently. Well, he did end up with her uh, in The Notebook. It's him at the end of the movie. She doesn't go James uh, Marsden. Yeah, and also, also so he got the in um, <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. Which I I got three quarters of the way through, and I'm like, I hate this movie. Yeah, so yeah, I don't know if he gets the girl it, in the end. Yeah, it kind of falls apart in third act where everything perfectly... Like, it's almost like Love Here's actually, my issue with that movie. It, it all aligns perfectly. I cannot stand movies that don't like pause the soundtrack or pause the music for the sake of like a dramatic scene and yeah. crazy stupid love is one of these movies where it's like the music never stops there's like some sort of yeah, it's, score it's, it's accompaniment underneath and i'm like that there was a movie with hillary swine called ps i love you that i almost literally walked out of the theater on yeah, because can, the music never stopped it's distracting yeah, and you know like a lot of people said the same exact thing about suicide squad which I haven't seen. And, so. and it's something, I think it's a technique that either, like, it, it almost like gets gets you really paying attention or mm -hmm. it annoys the living hell out I of you. I mean, it could work in something like, <sighs> yeah, but, like a comic film because, you know, you want almost that da na 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 you well, know, yeah. all the way through. Well, but Like, in, in those types of movies, the scores are used as themes and indicators. And you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. you know that the bad guys here. You right, know that danger is coming. You know that the hero swings in. So maybe it has a place, but just in, in that movie, it just really put me off. So, so real quick, did you do you know the budget for for this movie? I think it was ninety million dollars. It was actually thirty million. Thirty. Oh, so they've and, already made that back times and, three. And right now, it's at one thirty-eight. Mm -hmm. So here's the here's the funny thing: when it comes to the business of Hollywood, you have something like Transformers. And these movies are $1.2, $1.3 billion movies each. Okay? Um, Transformers being such a big franchise that has propelled Michael Bay to the second highest grossing filmmaker of all of time. Of all time. Next to Steven Spielberg. Sure. Okay? He's number two, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And then you, you have margins like this, which are astronomical. Which, and, what, what, what have we really talked about? Is that like... All of us are talking about, we have no idea what this movie was about. And so this is word of mouth. Yeah. This is on the street, like what is going on with this movie? And those are like the best Cinderella yeah. stories. I, I was really into knowing that this was a little bit of a throwback mm -hmm. movie. Um, yeah, I, it's I, shot I, in CinemaScope, which we have to say was um, one of the first color techniques ever used yeah. on film I, I'm not, in the 1930s I'm not and 100%. 40s. Like, just, I'm just going off the tip of my brain here. It, like, I know they had that in, in the beginning, mm -hmm. but I'm not sure 
if that's possible, since the, a lot of the cameras that would run CinemaScope film are done. Okay, so I'm like, like there, like I would, I would assume that there would only be a handful of those cameras. See, I in, would be curious in, to in see existence. how it played. Now, you you saw it in the theater. Yeah. Okay, so I had a media screener from the studio. Okay, great. So I watched it, you know, on my 45-inch television well, at home. So I would think in the big screen. Yeah. I don't know if it like played differently. Like you're you're seeing it in you know, a different perspective I, than I, I did. I, I was having this conversation with someone else. Things are so good at home. It doesn't. Know. It doesn't matter. It probably doesn't matter. But do, but this is really such matters. like a larger than life movie. Yeah. Just that opening sequence, and there's a a scene where they visit the um, the planetarium at the observatory, which, which is, is absolutely the best. Scene super gorgeous. Um, and I think that's where the 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 telling of like. The metaphorical and the realistic, like actually yeah. fully meld, is in that scene. But they go back to the observatory, which was made famous by the movie Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean. Yes. And they're in a planetarium, and it's literally that feeling of, you know, when you feel light on your feet and like, you know, your head is in the clouds when yeah. you're in love, well, and they're dancing and they're twirling around, and the stars are there. And it's also, a, yeah, a it, huge metaphor. Yes, for absolutely. Exploration, discovery, yes. mm-hmm. the unknown, right? Jumping into it, and you know, like it's great that they use Rebel as this movie. Uh, hopefully, acts as like an advertisement for Rebel. Yeah, and it's great that again too. Like that's why it it feels grounded. It feels dated. But then again, I, I always feel like when characters fall in love with old movies or when like that's a part of the, the story, it somehow grounds the character mm-hmm. and makes them so relatable, so quick. And you understand that they're quirky and they're off center. It's such a easy storytelling device, but it's so little used. But and, and he did it and, really. I think Damien Chazelle did it really subtly because I don't know if anybody picked up on the fact that every time that Emma Stone's character goes into an audition... She's wearing a red leather jacket, yeah, which well, is here, what James Dean wears yeah, in Rubble Without well, a Cause. Here's the funny thing. In the beginning of that movie, she consistently had blue shoes on, even blue flats. Oh, okay. And I thought that was maybe something, but then it, it turned out it wasn't. Okay. Yeah, and it's just, but but the, it's like you you'd start to look for those little fact, like this is the, those that threads. Type of movie where like cause every every frame looks designed. Yeah. And you're trying to figure out like what some of the notes mm-hmm. are, like and um. But that particular scene in the in the observatory, the point that I was making was I, that I would have yeah. loved to have seen that on the big screen. Yeah, it's it, it, like I, I saw it in a somewhat crowded theater, mm-hmm. all the way in 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 the back. Mm-hmm. But it was a very like very wide screen. Mm-hmm. So and it was nice, but at the same time, I mean, like it is a loss. Like it's almost like you lose your eye. For how stuff sticks out because of what you have at home, like you know, like at, I, at, I agree. one time, like do, you know, do we remember when VHS tapes started going widescreen, and like that was like a huge deal. Yeah, when, and then like you had that letterbox in the top and the bottom, yeah, and, and then, it was like, and then you would have to buy two VHS tapes mm-hmm. because it would come out in widescreen. Mm-hmm. And you would have mm-hmm. regular, like mm-hmm. paint, it was called paint and scan, or sometimes not even that. And then, like, widescreen, and it's, like, that was almost a home revolution. But now, like, literally, TVs are designed for that. Correct. Sound systems are designed. Convex screens and and everything. Yeah, and, like, I don't think it's a bad thing. 
because I think it opens more people up to like what the full scope of the work is as and yeah like it's as opposed to like does it matter if you see like the Ten Commandments like in like cinemascope I, I might, may not have been cinemascope but maybe it, was, it mattered but, maybe it like, mattered then what was it panavision well each each studio there was a couple like emerging technologies mm-hmm. back then like uh, like everyone had their own gimmick so maybe it but mattered it was, then like i don't i don't yeah, really know but it, but i i also think it's a little bit of like that ship has sailed especially when uh, sometimes it looks better at home like with the nature of theaters and that's oh, mostly, yeah. like and that's mostly with like modern films it, we are getting another visit by uh by dallas come here mr man will you come sit with me okay he, you're so cute <laughs> you come sit up he's he is um <laughs> he's lovey tonight yeah he's he's in i the thought right. i was gonna have to bring gloves to uh fend off his claws but no i i clipped his his claws are you all good so he should have little little yeah, needles yeah yeah and he is uh hi mr man Come on. He, he's been Take eating uh yesterday he ate in one feeding he ate two and a half cans of food you make sure he doesn't have like a tapeworm or something no nah, he just he just i don't know Are you a scavenger? He, he, he just loves eating come up come up here anyhow yeah. yeah so so anyway so when when i finished this movie or like during the movie, one one of the things that stood out to me was Ryan Gosling more than anything else. Where it really he, is his movie. Where he he's such a good actor. Like you lose, like you lose yourself through his performance. I appreciate his nuances. Yeah, like he's a very like subtle yeah, actor. He, he was doing something weird with like his hair too throughout the entire movie. Like the, he always had like a string in front of his yeah. forehead. Yeah. And and he, this is not a sexualized performance. Right? Oh. No, no shirtlessness. No, damn it. Yeah, but, <laughs> but he actually had really good forearms in a couple of those scenes. Do you know that he he learned he learned to play the piano in like forty seven days? Those scenes are not dubbed over. That is him actually playing John Legend, who is stars in the movie in a in a very yeah. small yeah, role. It's, it was a, it's more of a cameo. He actually is a producer on this film. J- Damien Chazelle came to him, and, and yeah. John Legend is, so, helped to underwrite this movie. But he said he looked at Ryan Gosling going, like, this kid is, like, a genius. Like, I, I'm a classically yeah. trained pianist, and this guy picked up the piano yeah. in 47 days. So, cause, And that's awesome you, you, you go in that thread, because I did a little bit want to talk about him and his movies and a little bit of his early career. Yeah. But real quick, who, who else... Would you put in Gosling's category of talent? Um, I mean, they're not too far apart in I, age, but I would definitely say Leonardo DiCaprio. Okay. See, I, I left Leo off my list just because he's like a common one. But I would Jake. Jake Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal. They're, they're the same exact age. Oh, my God. They're he's, both 36. He's so good in this Nocturnal Animals. I cannot yeah. even believe this that and, his role is not getting more attention. And, and, he's fabulous. Well, and I, I, and I feel like the two of them are in parallels where their roles are consistently different. I know. You mentioned that, that before. They, yeah. they take very diverse projects. Like and we know Right. And we know that um, yeah. Jake doesn't necessarily take the really – commercial roles we know that ryan gosling coming in 
his yeah. next film is a paycheck, in my opinion. But um, yeah, it it appears to be. Yeah. But I I will say this though, it's got Jared in it and Blade Runner, Jared Leto and and he, oh right now doesn't that add like a body of like it, I could it, yeah it it, it kind of salvages. I heard that something movie. about him attached to that, but I I assumed it was maybe like he was in talks to like be the opposite to Harrison Ford and we're talking about the upcoming yeah. um Blade well, Runner remake yeah, but um it's, it's actually is it like a Blade Runner um I think it's 2045 or yeah I mean like we'll, we'll yeah. see but um but Ryan Gosling yeah he's a very nuanced actor but um oh my gosh he's made so many good movies over the years that I well, don't he, some some that I don't even know that people paid too much attention to and it's sad yeah you know, I I watched one of his earlier movies not too long ago called Prefontaine uh, Stephen P. Fontaine was an Oregon Duck uh, distance runner. That's right. His yes, coach, I remember him. His coach is being the co-founder of Nike, not Phil Knight, but the, the technical side of okay. Nike. Um, damn, is he good in that movie? Like yeah. he, I, I can't think of a. We have Dallas now exposing his belly. He's just trying to get attention. No, he he is. He's in his goofy mode. All right, we can't. I can't see. I can't pay attention to you now. He's too no. distracted. Yeah. He's like when Ryan Gosling has his shirt off. Yeah. I can't look away. <laughs> but, yeah, and um, no, but so I would also put who's he? He's about five years older, but Casey Affleck. And, I guess and we'll, your top. Three I guess we'll see talents. because. Well, I <laughs> I think he's going to get it for Manchester. Manchester. Um, I haven't seen the movie yet. I hear amazing things. Like this is like. 100% his like breakout. I like to see that he's 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 uh you know, he's got top billing in a movie cuz yeah. Matt Damon was supposed to play this role and his schedule with The Martian got switched around and he said the only other person I would give it to was Casey Affleck. Yeah. Um Which so is, I guess we'll see. I'll have to take a look. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know that Casey's had enough like leading man roles that I could kind of compare him to Ryan no, Gosling I, yet, I, but I, I will say this. He to me he emerged in the uh, assassination of Jesse James. That's a fab- okay. fabulous movie. The, the Brad Pitt movie. Mm-hmm. Brad Pitt vehicle essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he to me he's he's been relevant for a long time. Yeah. Because I've been, I, just because I've been just paying think attention. He gets overshadowed. To him. You well, know, a lot. Yeah, and I but at the same time he he is an actor's actor mm-hmm. in, in my eyes. Um, okay, so real quick, we're going to leapfrog Mickey Mouse Club. <laughs> 93 to 99. Absolutely. We can't forget that he's alongside so, the likes of Justin Timberlake, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, Carrie Russell, yeah. Nikki DeLoach, who I literally love from MTV's Awkward. She's hilarious. What, what a uh, amazing class, right? I mean, like a lot of winners. Yeah. A lot so, of winners there. I picked up an interesting fact during this time okay. for Gosling. And the, the, I think this is one of those connective tissue things that make, like, learning about this stuff just seem fun and amazing. Because I really feel like sometimes their lives are as what we see on screen. Okay. And I know that's a very fanciful way of, like, looking at it. And yeah. Probably naive. Um, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Uh, has a mother. Yeah. So. Very, Ryan, very uh, involved in his... Yeah. In his, like, management, his life. Uh, Gosling's mother had to go back to Canada for visa reasons. Okay. Guess whose mother became the adopted mother? So he essentially is, like, 
Justin Timberlake's kind of adopted brother. Yeah. Because his mother, that. Justin Timberlake's mother, who I can't remember her name, but she's a one, she's a lovely woman. Essentially raised Ryan Gosling during the time they were in Orlando, Florida, filming the Mickey Mouse Club. Yeah. Very cool. Isn't that amazing? Why don't we see them together more often, though? Well, because you know what it is. It's I guess they a, go it's their still separate a business. Ways, but... It's an industry, and sometimes when you're in, when you're young, and you're in this type of group and kind of close. Right, it's almost like college. And also, it took and, him a long time. He didn't get that instant success. Right. It, you know, he kind of went off the radar for a while. Yeah. It's not like he just jumped right into, you yeah. know, we know that Christina, Brittany, Justin Timberlake, obviously just moving and, you know, sticking with the music world. They, they moved into their careers. It was like the very next step. That was the next thing they did. But like, Kerry Russell, Ryan Gosling kind of, went off the grid for a little while before they yeah. kind of well, popped up. So Gosling, he's been acting his entire life, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, went back to Canada, went into television, uh, got his own Fox Kids TV show, Young Hercules. Okay. Okay, he was in episodes, I believe, Goosebumps. Okay, yeah. Okay? yeah. So he, he was a TV guy. TV burned him out. He goes into movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, does a couple movies, and then, boom, notebook, right? He hasn't disappeared since. But I saw him something in before. I got to look back over his his um, filmography. His most notable movie that you can look it up. I'll I'll go into this. I think his most notable movie. I think the first thing I ever saw him in was Drive. Was Remember the Titans. Oh, I've never seen that with Denzel Washington. Okay, so I've I've never seen that. So so I'm going to go from Notebook to Drive. Okay. So good. Um, With Holly Hunter, right? No, is that the. Wait, what's the one with Holly Hunter? That is Crash. Oh, the, shit. That's the real Crash. Um, the one directed by Cronenberg, not not Crash, the Academy Award winning movie. Or no, 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 no. Um, Crash, like James Spader? Yes, James okay. Spader. Yeah. yeah, David Cronenberg. All right. Um, fantastic. Yeah, movie. I forgot about Drive. Yeah, yeah so so real quick. So he's, he's in Notebook. Second, his follow-up to Notebook is actually a solid movie called um, Stay. Okay, I'm trying to figure. I'm just trying to think about the first thing I, like I ever saw him in. Okay. I know it was way before, way before the Notebook. By the way, love Half Nelson. Oh no, I'll tell you what the first thing I ever saw him in. I was like, who is this guy? Because he was dating her at the time. Oh. Sandra Bullock, Murder by Numbers. Oh yeah. He's, okay. he's one of the teenage killers in Murder by Numbers with Sandra Bullock and it was like such a big deal because he was like 19 at the time and Sandra Bullock was well into her 30s and they were dating. Uh, yeah. That's the first thing I ever saw okay. him in. Yeah, so he, and then he, yeah. So, so he does remember the Titans right before that and then he goes from Murder by Numbers. There's a film in between called The United States of Leland and then we skip to The Notebook. Yeah, so I want to go from Notebook to La La Land real quick. Okay. Um, we have Stay directed by Mark Foster from Monsters Ball. Okay. And the huge, hugely underrated overlook Quantum of Solace James Bond. Second second Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Okay. I he, think I think people um, Well Ryan Gosling's not in that. No. It's just the same yeah. writer and well same director. And same then director. we have Hafe Nelson. Freaking love that movie. movie. Okay. Um, um Fracture. Lars and the Real Girl. Let's be serious. What a funny Twisted crazy. freaking movie. Yeah. But because again, he's essentially playing against like nothing, yeah. like he's yeah. playing against nothing. Um, Blue Valentine, which amazing. with Michelle Williams, yes, so good. Uh, crazy stupid love we already talked about. Eyes of and, March, and well, we have Drive, two thousand and eleven. Mm-hmm. Eyes of March, right? Great one-two combo. 
Now, now he's on a roll. Place behind the pines. Place beyond the pines is who? Who was in that? Oh, Brad Cooper. Yeah, that's right. That that movie was like so. I cannot believe it didn't get enough attention to me. I thought everybody yeah. was great in that movie. Um, and then we kind of have a Hollywood uh, mashup, Gangster Squad, which I've never seen, but which he's is similar in... to like the Newton Boys, like um, okay. the Untouchables. Okay, like every few years there's the, like a period gangster mashup movie of young young actors and emma stone okay. is in that with him as well so that yes. puts them together for you know the second time yeah um we move on to like there's a film in between that and the big short called only god forgives yeah but well, then we get to the well, big short which real quick let's go back to only god forgives okay because that's directed by my boy nicholas winding reference okay he is i think he is the, the best director today he's the director of drive and he did. He just did Neon Demon. Okay. I don't know if you saw Neon Demon. Neon no, I don't Demon, know a lot like, of his. I'm okay. looking at his work. Okay. Um, oh yeah, with um, was Emma Roberts in that? No, I think the Olsen girl. Or oh yeah, one of the the oldest Olsen, I think. Or, yeah, I don't want to uh, uh, Elizabeth. I don't want to speak out of turn because I, I don't think, know a lot of his work. I but. Forget, you know, but he's okay. So we'll we'll just leapfrog real quick but he did Valhalla Rising yes and I know that gets a lot a lot and of attention and Bronson also with our uh, if you're a fan of Tom Hardy love him and it, it, that's still next to mm. Locke that's Tom I think that's Tom Hardy's second best role okay but okay so we have Only God Forgives Lost River he's director oh right River. he's that so it's not showing up on his I'll, actor I don't know if you saw that no I, I haven't but no. it's kind of on my list now. Who else is in that? Who's star? Who starred in that? Uh, it has. It, he's like got, who was like willing to give him a chance as director? Got, yeah, like it's it's actually what it sounds. I remember reading an interview with him. It might have been Esquire, where he talks about like his fascination with like children's stories and children's myths. And I know that was the origin of Lost River. Okay. So I mean, I'm I'm very interested in it. Um. Okay. Then we have Big Short, Nice Guys, and La La Land. Okay, so the big short, he's part of, you know, an amazing ensemble cast Ma- about the collapse of the <clears throat> housing industry. Um, he's, Which he's, I thought his, char- his character is, like, actually pretty funny. His that. characters, but he's the very straightforward, right? He's yeah. not the... He's not the antagonist. He's not the protagonist. He yeah. really kind of serves as like the narrator like, of the story. Yeah, and then he's like, I just want to make money. I don't care who's right, who's wrong. Yeah, I'm, just I'm put just me on the side money. to make money, yeah. right? So, so there we go. Bada Bing nominated for an Academy, not he, but the film nominated for an Academy Award. Now yeah. here we are to La La Land back in that, in the elite circle, A-list. Yeah. I, and he wasn't even supposed to be in the movie, I, which I want to get back to. I, I think uh, all the movies we just named are all solid movies. He I makes mean, good he, choices. He, he is on a role that I don't think we've ever seen in, in Hollywood history. Yeah. I mean... Just as a person, and that's just because I love him. Like, he amuses me. But, like, to me, like, whatever Woody Allen is in or touches or period, I love. Period. Mm -hmm. Because I love Woody Allen. Mm -hmm. But that's still not the same as what Ryan Gosling is doing. Like, he's consistently in different roles, challenging himself. He's never seemed really, like, again, he's never seemed very driven by... If a movie becomes commercially successful, maybe La La Land because the attention that it's been given, 
it, it unintentionally yeah. puts him there, but I do really honestly believe he selects the roles that he really thinks he can bring something yeah. to and that he's interested in. His agent probably hates him because he probably turns down more than he accepts. Yeah, I mean, he, he's been offered everything. From the Dark Knight to Green Lantern, yeah. um, he's always in the mix of so these conversations. We'll just say he's like very—he chooses smart. Like yeah. he's very smart I'm, about his roles. Yeah, and comparatively speaking, though, when it comes to bigger movies or tentpole movies, uh, I do feel like Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt are always in good movies. And I know people are kind of eh, about Tom Cruise, but yeah, I think they're all. I have other issues with him. Yeah, they're all great. They're all yeah. watchable, I think. Um, so, real quick, though, just so we speed this up here. So, <laughs> not really speed up. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he also makes a very, very brief appearance so, in this movie. When you were watching this, were you thinking it's the same character from, from Whiplash? No, I was thinking it was this. I just. <laughs> he, I'm sorry, he, he's the State Farm guy to me. Yeah. He's terrible. But in, in Whiplash, you, you, like he like could, you, you he never could find be out the his, I know. his name. You never right. find out his first name. Right. And his name is Bob in this. So he could be the, prof he could be the professor. He could be the, 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 the instructor. Yeah. yeah. That, the and, music and, instructor. And ended up opening up a jazz club, and he's kind of like a dick to him also and you don't he's <laughs> like, not in know? this very much and so you don't really yeah know much i mean I, I, I it would be of, a funny common thread mm -hmm. if that you know if he pops up again in another damien chazelle yeah, movie yeah i kind of put that this was like where where that uh character ended up well th Whiplash. this movie honestly um so that's like was supposed to reunite him with the original people signed onto this movie and actually, before they started principal photography, like they were already in the mix. This was supposed to be Miles Teller, who was in yeah. um, Whiplash. And Emma, I'm going to get her name wrong. Emma Watson oh. from Harry Potter. Yeah. But she chose to go with Beauty and the Beast instead. Well, why, why wouldn't why, well, why because, you? Because she made it's the a, very commercial yeah. decision and the very extremely underrated Emma Stone, who in this movie is heartbreaking in scenes. Like, yes. good for her. Man, she's, she, she will probably get a nomination. She will not win the Academy was, Award, but she is just, another one I'm so I, happy about. I was about. just watching a movie deal. I, I was just, it was late at night. Tell me you're watching Easy A. No. Super bad? We're going, we're going further back. Oh, before Easy A? Yeah. So, what? So, I was just flipping. And you know, you know what it is? I don't know why. Sometimes I just want to watch movies with hot chicks. Okay. And I'm just like, what? That's how I found Keanu Reeves' Knock Knock, which, okay. which I loved. Okay. And I'm just like on the thumbnail. It had like two. It it, it, it had two girls. I'm just like, oh, it's got hot chicks and and <laughs> Bill from Bill and Ted. <laughs> like it's got Neo from the Matrix okay. and hot chicks. I'm watching. Okay. So House Bunny. Oh my and God! Anna She's Ferris. the geeky girl that they make over. Yes. I saw that movie in a drive-in movie theater. Okay, so House Bunny is essentially um, Revenge of the Nerds with girls. With girls wrapped around the Playboy mythology and mean mythology. Right. None of that is the reality of living right. at the Playboy mansion. Anna Faris, uh, Rumor yeah. Willis, like Cat yeah. Catherine McPhee, the the, the random. I totally forgot that Emma Stone was in yeah. that. I love that movie. And I was watching this movie and just totally enjoying it because i really think it's the second best revenge of the nerds movie ever well made. like old school yeah i mean it's just it's Re revenge of the nerds created a formula that is forever repeated 
It's it's actually a landmark movie if you consider that. Sure, because it's a formula that works over and over again. Yeah, and, and you know, like you swap um, out the players. Like, sure, everyone loves know, an underdog. Yeah, everyone it's, does. It's the true under, and I thought this nailed it. Kind of like if you were to do Revenge of the Nerds from it a got like female, one person. star. Yeah, it's so under. If you, it's just it is one of those good movies that if like nothing else is on, like. You're going to giggle. Yeah. It's funny. I, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. I didn't even care. I was watching it. I freaking loved it. I loved okay? it. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, for her, we have, like, we kind of go from House Bunny for me, Super Bad, and then. Easy A. Uh, easy A, Birdman. Oh, what she was lot. fantastic in. She's so good in she's that. She's fantastic in Birdman. And again, another here we go, you know, yeah. like two years in a, she, she finds herself. If you'd have told me when I watched Superbad that this was going to be just like yeah. this, this girl that Seth, um, jo- I mean, that Jonah Hill was trying to get the attention of in this movie, just this, this like, you know, teenage movie that she would become all this. But man, good for her. Yeah. I mean, they're so young. These kids are so young. It's like, I love watching them like, like grow it, and be successful. It, I'll, 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 I'll compare it to something. So a lot of the child actors that we grew up with. Mm-hmm. License to Drive, right? How many times sure. did you and I sit down and watch? I mean, anything, that, that anything movie? with Corey Haim, okay. anything with Corey Feldman. Like we 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 watched a lot of those Ralph like, Macchio, like Teen Angst, sure. kind of like Ferris Bueller esque oh, movies. Molly Ringwald, right? Anything that she did. So and and these actors one by one fell off, right? For what what reason? Drugs, um, sure, party. drug drugs, and they aged out. Yeah, and well, with like, the exception of like I don't know, like the the only exception, like a Rob Lowe, a Demi Moore, the, like the only exception that broke through from that entire class, Robert Downey Jr. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it took him a while and, to kind of get back. And to he got where lucky he with Iron Man because mm-hmm. no one knew that movie was what it was. Mm-hmm. He got okay. So we have a whole class completely decimated, and. So that's one of my uh, alarm clock watches going okay. off. Yes, yeah, it's not a big deal. No, like, <laughs> don't, don't, yeah. There's so, not a bomb in the hallway so, or anything. So there's a similar industry where the, this the same exact thing happened, and it's professional wrestling, mm-hmm. where we had an error. Um, if you go back to like the first, uh, I think ten WrestleManias, mm-hmm. more than one half of the rosters are dead. Yeah, they're dead. Sad. They're dead from concussions, oxycodone, cocaine, um, steroids. So it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then a generation emerges um, that was kind of heralded by Triple H mm-hmm. and these two guys named Edge and Christian, which mm-hmm. were kind of like straight, straight Edge, no pun intended. Mm-hmm. Um, these, and these guys took over the company and became stars and created a new threat. So now you, you, there was like a generation of people that absorbed the content knew the faults of the generation before them. Sure. Got into the industry off of drugs. Right. They did things right. Right. We're kind of seeing this in acting where a young generation no, Yeah, is, no real big scandals. No one's going to legs. rehab. Right. Um, it's, yeah. it's it's a generation that has legs. God, you're seeing that really more in the music industry than you are. Seeing it, you're seeing it everywhere because yeah. you realize the faults of the generation. Like, yeah. it, like you know, like it goes up a level, mm-hmm. and these people um, want to have sustainable careers. Yeah, and I think it's who you surround yourself with too. Well, they're smart about that too. Yeah, and so the final frontier for that, you know, the final frontier, Star Trek. Uh, no, mm. would be athletes. 
Okay, yeah. We will see it now in athletes. Yeah. And believe it or not, one of the, the poster children for this is J.J. Watt. Yeah. Super clean. Ready yeah. to go. We have Brady. We have uh, yep. Peyton, Peyton, Manning. Peyton Manning. And, you know, like Brady will forward this because he will go, he will eclipse his, like, expected life expectancy in football mm-hmm. because he's so straight edge. Yeah. He will he will go another three like Yeah, have it, you ever seen his diet? Yeah. It's I mean, it's macro times ten. Yeah. It's like it's calculated. And it's, it's all Giselle's fault. Like yeah. she's the one who keeps him. Yeah. He she is like she's the one. Has man. she ever aged? She's is it, has that been scientifically so I don't proven? Know. I don't think she's <laughs> And, but you know what? I think it's what she puts into her body yeah. and how she takes care of herself. Well, people, people, don't don't, people don't realize if you're like if you purify your blood with good things, every like there's like a windfall from that. Like they they freaking like eat quinoa, and if they want to for dinner to spice it up a bit, they'll add a little chicken broth. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah, what? Like have a? Do you eat a brownie yeah. every now and again? So, um, but no, I think there's there's yeah. there's a thing to. You know, I hate to say, like, the Taylor Swift effect. Yeah. You know, you, um, you keep your nose clean and success comes your way. So, getting back to this movie, were you disappointed that they did not end up together? No, I think it had to be that way. Okay. Um, I think, oh my gosh, okay. it literally, but so, you uh, uh. it's like you think like she's going to get to that jazz club where she accidentally runs into him at Seb- yeah. what Seb's right yeah Sebastian is his name in the movie and you think like you know she's in her mind going as he's playing this song and that she, he wrote she for sees her the logo that she designed she, and at, right and it's all like sign. coming together and it's these are all of the things that like you may leave someone's life and be out of their eyesight right not be involved anymore but doesn't necessarily mean that what they left on you doesn't yeah. resonate and impact your life. No, I'm not. They need, they couldn't be together. And you, there's a moment when you think like she's reminiscing that she's going to like, when he's done playing that song that like, she's just going to push her husband aside and jump up onto that stage and like totally kiss him and they'll be together. But it's that this is what makes it so realistic is that she, that was then this is now she's got to go. And he winks at her and and they, he smiled. All he had to do was smile at her, and you just know it's okay. And so they just were two people that knew each other so, and then didn't. I'm okay with that, but then again, I'm not okay with that. I'm fine with I, it. I, I, I'm a, I'm not okay with two points with how this movie wrapped up. Okay. Point number one: the child. Not necessary. I think you don't need to throw okay. it in there because with the kid locks in the marriage. See, so after that moment at the club, you with, know. You know, like it, you know, it can never happen, right? Because of, of of the kid, okay, okay. Number two, that she left Ryan Gosling for Tom Everett Scott. <laughs> no, I I'm a little bit perturbed. Who, by the way, played a jazz drummer in that thing you do? Oh, did, oh yes, yes. Remember, he yeah. was all about yeah, um, jazz. All right, so why don't we have happy endings anymore in movies? Because life isn't like that. And I think rom- romance movies and fairy okay. tales and cartoons. But, but wait, wait. I was actually, t- um, my friends in Italy, we, we, we've been going back and forth about mm-hmm. this movie uh, right before you got here. Mm-hmm. She said the exact same thing. It's, a, it's she, just. She's like, but we're here, right? 
Yeah. You're here, I'm here. Yeah. People listening are are here. Yeah. People fall in love in real life. Yeah, they do, but people, it's not... It, there are happy endings in real there life. There are, but despite... They don't always right? end up that way. And but, this was more realistic. Like, you could... Right, I mean... You could do all the right things... And it just be really bad timing. You can, I get it. and what I thought, what I thought was so like of the moment with this movie is, is, you know, yes, you love this person, but you're not willing to give up your own life's ambition just to be with that person. And I think that's a very like millennial, very generational so, sort of like mindset to want to put yourself first. Well, no, I think sometimes the course of relationships is. You depart and then you reach that fork again. You depart and reach that fork again. You absolutely do. So No one knows that better than I do. This could have been that. Yeah. And they didn't have to have like a big moment at the end. But it it was. But I'm kind of. There is a side of me that's a little bit. A little bit tired of seeing these open endings. Which sometimes seem sloppy. These interpretation endings. And not putting a stamp on, hey, people I, people end up in love all the time. Sure, so I just like because we're here. I think it sends the right. I literally <laughs> like, think it sends the right. Continues. I think it sends the right message that yes, you know what, you could hope, but like life goes on, like, and the best that you can hope for like somebody that is in your life that you let go of is that you can get to a point where you wish them well instead of wonder what could have been. Yeah. So what do you think? So when I was leaving, and look, I don't want to act like I don't love this movie because I do. But when I was leaving the theater, I was battling what the point of the movie was by that point. Um, what is the point of La La Land? What's the point? Um, and... I think if you struggle with that, as you are, it, I, I think it validates a little bit of what my position is. Yeah, I could say, but I, I like, didn't feel the, like cheated at the end of it. Yeah, I didn't, but, so, you know, I was so like pleasantly surprised and I felt myself like definitely like not crying, but I definitely felt like heartstrings and, and teary eyed and like, oh, so, F Ryan Gosling. Like, so let's, let's here we uh, go again. Let's talk about like gone, gone with the wind. Mm-hmm. All right. Tons of lessons in that movie. She does not get her happy ending. But there's lessons learned in that movie. Yeah. There's lessons defined. Yeah. Um, I think we're in an age of cinema where there is no more lessons. Where everything outside, and here's the crazy thought, crazy idea. Outside of a superhero movie, the lessons are gone. And I think it's destructive to like what if you consider all of this like an art form. Some people do, some mm. people don't. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, you know, because like even when you go to like Casablanca, it same the the they don't end up. But, this is it's a very but, similar. But it's a principled situation. stance by the end of that movie. There's like a principle line being drawn. The whole point of that entire movie, the whole point that he's even in Bogart's in Casablanca, uh-huh. is he's a principled guy. This is a movie of two people convincing each other to follow their dreams, mm-hmm. and their, their their dreams are to, so, like you know like so maybe and, it is it like a sacrifice. Like even though he didn't know if he was gonna like get her back and that they would be together, he was gonna make sure she got to that audition because he he was just knew it could be the one to take her. 
Yeah. You know, to save her dream of wanting to become an actress. I mean, I, I think he sacrificed. You know, he I, he didn't he did it for the right reasons. He didn't do it to try to get her back. He did it because he knew it would help to fulfill her dream. So. And that is a selfless act. So do you like you're involved in a marriage where mm-hmm. you and Sean? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just reveal your your husband's name. You you guys are in a position where you're in similar, and we we even profile you. I wanted to profile you a little bit, <laughs> oh my gosh. like an hour ago. Oh, um, you work in radio full time. He Correct. works in radio full time. Correct. You guys are in a similar position mm-hmm. that these two were. Yeah. Are. Okay. So did any of that resonate with you? I mean, like, like, did 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 you walk out of the theater saying, "Holy shit, maybe I should push on," because I know he no. really wants to do this thing. No. Do do, you, and that's a little bit what I battled with too, because no. I don't really think that's, um, very much realistic. I think that's like the fantasy part of La La Land, that you like you get that single nudge, because because usually when you power through with what the two of them had stacked up against them it's it's like more obsessive mm-hmm. than anything well i can definitely what you, what you saw in gossing's character you okay. saw him being obsessive so there's a point where one becomes more successful than the other and the, the other harbors like a little bit of resentment when he was going to go out on tour with john legend she's like you're going to be gone for like an entire year you know and he thought that maybe she was so uh, you know against it because she was like a little jealous of his success i could tell you that in my position, there have been times where, I mean, there's been a situation where Sean was let go from his job in radio. Yeah. And Which it was is... at a time where I was being handed more responsibility yeah. with my career. And he had, he was definitely very touchy and very edgy in watching me go to work yeah. to do the thing that was like taken away from him. And he wasn't sure at that time where, if he was ever going to get another like yeah, offer to be back in day. radio. So I, it definitely, was hard and yeah we're in the same industry it, it i'm not gonna lie it becomes a little bit competitive sometimes yeah. but you have to be each other's biggest supporter and advocate and not and, so, and put those yeah sort of thing those so, things aside because I, I did think about you and sean more like out of that movie considering you know I could think of myself and someone else, yeah. but not that. Well, well no, because like I, I, you know, my pace relationship, like that's I feel like I was Ryan Gosling. Like when mm-hmm. I saw that, and I was like, holy shit! Like I'm pretty sure that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the ship sailed. No big deal. Relationships end. Like right. life goes on. But at the end of the day, I'm like, can two people coexist? Knowing that they did that for one another, and and that's kind of. Right, like maybe that's the bigger question. That's sure. the point of La La Land. Sure, it could be. Can, yeah, like because the, it can only be one gorilla in the room, and maybe like is that the subtext? And and you know what? Like delving into it, like it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean maybe that's why so many celebrity marriages go south. Maybe you have two people competing <laughs> yeah. for the attention in the room yeah. all the time, well, and it gets exhausting. I will say, look, I think um, the reason why I wanted this movie to have a happy ending, that this is partially with my perception of Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Mm, and, and, so and look, and I even know going into the movie, I was told that I even know the Gosling was involved with Eva Mendes, and they have two kids. I was told that. Like, Wait, in the, like to this movie? 
Well, I they met on Place of the Pines. They've I, got two two daughters. I have no idea. I don't follow so the gossip, funny. but I saw the Brad Pitt thing. Like that's kind of what I'm around. Oh, okay, at. okay. If Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie can't make it work, <laughs> there's no hope for the rest of us. We're all doomed. Oh my god, right? it's terrible. <laughs> okay. Like if like Tom Hanks and um, Rita Wilson ever break up, like that's it. I'm expecting like the moon to yeah. fall out of the sky. Okay. I'll die. Yeah. So I feel like relationships are so much harder if the if like they're just hard period mm-hmm. and i think sometimes it's it's good for movies to remind us that they can be good yeah movies of this caliber the only like they, yeah and that's why i was a little bit disappointed so i i went in with extremely low expectations okay. and found myself being pleasantly surprised smiling about it and feeling very emotional about it yeah. but I think if I had to say, okay, this is the one thing that irks me, is that they, they took that that last couple minutes of the movie, they really fast-forwarded you. It's like five years later. Now she's like this huge superstar, and her face is on the side of, like, you know, bus stops and yeah. this and everything. And I was like, oh, like, really? That's such, like, a predictable yeah. ending. Right. That it, the movie begins with her waiting on a famous actress at a coffee shop within yeah, the movie studio very, and then she becomes that very woman. Very cliche, very set up. So, yeah. so that's I, my only thing, but I, I know that that's the only way that he could have gotten to where it needed to go and like tie it up and know like a nice package. Yeah. Well, it's, but I, st- I highly recommend it, especially if you're on the fence about it because you think that you don't like a movie musical. Um, it has very little to do with well, it. I think it's more just an an ode to like a singing in the rain and an American in Paris. And so visually it looks very much like those films, but it has such a a secondary layer. It's like not even about the music, although it's the score, not even the songs, not the soundtrack, the singing. I'm talking about just the score that accompanies the movie. I'm telling you, I will be downloading that and listening to that on a frequent basis. I think some of that was, so the one other thing I noticed, and I kind of want to do a larger study, is that the the movie gears up and you, you have like a couple songs like mostly like first act mm-hmm. like they there's three or four songs in, in the first act and then going through the third act there's hardly there's anything. like nothing it's yeah. all like story and I was like I'm kind of, at this point I'm not sure what I'm watching or why is it a musical in the first place correct other than the fact that he plays piano in a jazz club exactly jazz so you can like now it's almost like the same argument that i make with the transformer movies which is you can technically like they're animated movies mm-hmm. there's an animation on every frame oh my gosh if you look back movie. if you look back at like the original transformers was on the other day i was like oh yeah why did i think like there are some scenes where I'm like why did i think this was good yeah like it's just so <laughs> I, contrived I, I just, yeah but yeah so like the point i'm getting at is like people like to play with genre or like what's happening on the technical end mm-hmm. and then there's another side that likes to define it and block it in so yeah, so. so so like technically you can argue whiplash like whiplash musical right like you can make that argument don't, Street, right like you don't know like i mean you don't can, know you can kind of and i like that this movie like reformats itself as you're watching it it's just beautifully shot yeah. whiplash kept you on the edge of your seat you were like right there with that timpani the whole uh-huh. time you know you're living on that edge with this yeah. kid and his fingers are bleeding and the guy's yelling yeah. at him this one i think you know what 
the whole movie is a dance, right? So maybe it begins with a dance and is an ode to yeah. those movies because it really is a dance. It's just so beautifully shot. Yeah, I, but I do think that this, this movie is important because it is a reminder of what built Hollywood. Sure. Yes. Earlier movies built Hollywood, and they're dying. Off. Yeah. I mean, Debbie Reynolds yeah. like just died. She's one of those last, yeah. you know, living legends of the early and, days. And when it comes to foundations, like th these movies that people now kind of like um, turn their back on, like these these movies essentially created the third largest economy the world's ever seen. Mm -hmm. Think about that. Because I think the people that made the movies and the people that watched them, that whole generation is, you know, becoming um, do, do, like past tense. Well, They're all dying off. But do, do you also think maybe the previous generation had like different... They needed, like, they needed like, distraction and like, they needed entertainment. Yeah, like feeling for the content though, meaning that um, like it was okay to be black and white. And now everything's gray. Like you know, like I mean, that there's, can, it's there's like a deeper metaphor. Like like, 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 like there's like a deeper cynicism mm -hmm. rolling through the content. That like, and, th and this is a little bit of like where I'm coming from. I'm like, God damn it, can we just have a fucking happy? Like, can we have a happy, happy ending? ending. And yeah. Anything that's not a superhero, and even now, like the superhero movies are like they just walk that freaking line. I know. So, yeah, you know, and it's just kind of like, man, like what, what is happening? Like, what, why, why can't we have? The good, I don't know. Like the good guy win anymore. Why can't we have two people just fall in love? I don't think that. I don't think La La Lane would be any different of a movie if they ended up together. I because you had such an emotional and vested interest. A hundred percent. And it's almost like no life lessons learned by telling me things don't work out. Okay. I freak like I know. Like I'm in a like adult man. Sure. Teenagers sure. know it's not going to work out. Right. They, they think the world's doomed anyway. Right. So <laughs> like they don't like spread a little bit of cheer. You know, I don't know. I think it's like again, it's just you know, they they think that by by making unpredictable endings they're being unpredictable, yes. but we've become more used to unpredictable endings that now they become expected. Yeah. And, and while I was so maybe watching, we'd be surprised if they end up while together. While I was watching this movie, in the back of my mind, I was saying, I was like, crap, like they're not going to have the balls to put them together. It's almost like reverse thinking. Wonder if there's an alternate yeah. ending so, that will maybe. come come with the Blu-ray. When it comes Oscars, February twenty eighth, two thousand seventeen, 89th Oscars. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get a nomination for this. Um, I think picture. I think they should just right now Best just director. give him everything. Like just okay. be done with it. Like the acting awards are gonna to go to other people. Neither one, neither person is going to. They'll get nominated, yeah. but they won't win. But they should just like hand screenplay, um, director, original music, original music score, score. song, <clears throat> song. Yeah, so sad because Justin Timberlake really deserves it for Trolls. Yeah, so, <laughs> Excuse me, but um, but yeah, it's gonna win best picture. So like you, you want this to to conquer the um, most of the uh, technical. Oh, it's not what I want. It, it's yeah. gonna happen. Like I can fast. So I might as well just record it, and fast forward through it. Because um, <clears throat> what are your what do you think this movie's up against? Um, um, okay, Hidden Figures was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, um, that's in the running. You're gonna see yeah. Moonlight. Have you, have you seen Hacksaw Ridge? 
I haven't. No, but um, but I'm such a Mel Gibson as a director is a freaking beast. I he's a monster. I'm I'm in I'm in such a um, I'm in such this like agitated state that I can't like get those. It's such a personal thing because how can I say I listen to Michael Jackson music and we don't know what was going on with him? He wasn't right in the head. Well, yeah, like with Mel Gibson, like he was crazy. I I don't want to support him. But he made this incredible movie. Like, he, yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch it or um, not. But, um, Hell or High Water. Amazing. Yeah. Jeff Bridges is so good. And gosh darn it, good for Chris Pine, man. Well, I didn't see him coming in this movie. No, I'm happy Chris Pine's in that, only because he, he's usually good in everything. I mean, he's... he. Right, I he's, would put him in that class. He, you were asking me who I would put in a class with Ryan Gosling? He... I might put him up in there. He, He's a little older, he but he has the potential. But he needs he needs another five or six Hell or High Waters. Sure. I mean, because like, he's he, known for Star Trek. Like, now. I would put him in Star Captain, Trek because he's so he's Captain Kirk. But he's so good in that first Star Trek. I would actually mm-hmm. say maybe he needs four. Oh my God, do you, you know the first movie I ever saw him in was Just My Luck with Lindsay Lohan. Oh my God! Yeah, he was like so, the the guy uh, in that movie. Um, real quick too. Um, the previous episode, we kind of had a dissection. I don't know if that, that's the one you were texting me on. Yeah, about Wonder Woman. Okay. I, I just let me pick your brain real quick. I think we're, we're going to do this, and then we're going to sign off real quick. Are you Do you care about that movie as, as a woman? Do you think it even matters that you're a woman? I'm sorry, Wonder Woman? Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm just... Like, it's because I like Gal Gadot. Oh my God! I think she's everything. Okay. I think she's everything. I like, I liked her in she, Fast and Furious. Oh, so what, what oh I don't like know her in Fast and Furious. Like I've never seen any of those oh. movies except for Tokyo Drift. But um, which is the best one? I, know, I love it I love so Tokyo much. Drift. But um, oh my God, she was just like you know. So many people have been attached to this character on the big screen in a live action format for for so long. It's like okay. Catherine Zeta-Jones, Sandra Bullock, Megan Fox. Like, who is it going to be? And then this person I've never even heard of just, like, comes out of Austria or wherever she's from and and just blows me away. She made Batman versus Superman worth it and made me look forward to okay. Wonder Woman. I was like, yes, I want her to have her own movie. You are maybe the only person that, that, that has said that to me. I don't care. I love it. So it's the little girl in me that yeah. just wants to see the next next incarnation of Wonder Woman because like, I don't think would, she's gotten enough attention. Would you be more interested if they used the character the same way that they used her in Batman versus Superman, which is she's a part of movies, but she's not the movie? Why doesn't she deserve to have her own movie? Well, I, because I, I really feel like I think this is a I, discussion for another time. Yeah. But. Well, I, because I, I feel like that her, her character, and Superman, are you know put them together are merchandise, and there's not a craving for the content anymore. That I think that they can exist like apart from each other. I well, totally but, think they can. But it's like if the Superman movie, like the like Man of Steel, like it kind of doesn't resonate. Like what the one woman movie kind of has no chance because their their characters and like the core and and kind of like what they like everything that they represent is gone from from the culture and lexicon. Is Zack Snyder directing? No, they have a. Uh, it's a. Fe- it's All right, a female then, then I have we have yeah. like half a chance then because 
But, uh, he takes it too far sometimes. But Zack Snyder has made one of the biggest budgeted. I don't want to talk. If you're talking about Watchmen, no, this conversation no, has no, to no, end. I'm talking about <laughs> Sucker Punch. Which oh, God. Is a oh, huge my gosh. Movie that movie's on, on women, so good. Or women yeah. empowerment. Yeah. But the thing is, I don't like, I really feel like people are going to, they take the Wonder Woman movie. Like as they're being taken to school, and I, I just and I, and I think a little bit of that age is over. Wonder that Woman pe- is pe- so political. She's like in a poli- you know, she's very much like, like the like the Hulk. She's so rooted in like military, you know. Like I just kind of want to see where they go with it. Yeah, I just I just feel like um, like referencing the Hulk. They, it took him a while to figure out that the Hulk is better in other people's movies and not in a in Hulk his movie. own. Okay, and and that's kind of like what the position, what kind of like my feeling. Because I'll 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 say this, it's different when you deal with like some of the Marvel characters because the Marvel characters have more, like they have really good storylines. They're fantastic, and they sure have they have to, great backstories. And they and Wonder Woman has zero. Like there's maybe one. There's maybe like eight or nine issues of one. All right, like, so maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll give her years. one. Yeah, but, but I just feel like that's what I mean about like the ship has sailed on that character because people will say they love Wonder Woman because they have a Wonder Woman mug, but they're not willing to <laughs> consume more content outside. And, and you know, but I I put back I put Superman. In that same exact category, where people want the shirt and that is it. Yeah. They and and you know what? I think they figured that out. That's why they killed him. That's why they freaking killed Superman. Cause they 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 can just put him in things now. He's freaking dead, and it's all Batman. Like all the, right. that entire DC side. But I, look, I'm not saying like they. But isn't like didn't they give Brie Larson? A character in the Marvel movies that was originally written for a man. No, what? No, the character has been a man. The character also has been a black woman. Okay. Um, it's it's more like she's Captain somebody, right? She's Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. Okay. Okay, but it's more or less Marvel. But she's getting and, and, her like own movie. Yes. But, so I think that. But it's okay for a female superhero to have her own movie, yeah, and, and I think and this isn't, I'm curious to see and, what Wonder Woman it's, is. It's not about that. It, this is really about Wonder Woman as opposed to Marvel is is setting up this character already. Yeah. Like you know, like 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 Marvel's doing things to set up a character that no one even knows about, so they can do anything with that character in sure. film. I think Wonder Woman is like this cultural icon. It's almost like I mean, we've like, seen it work and we've seen it not work. Yeah, so I, I mean, it it really all depends. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the day will come when people realize that. Uh, cultural icons can die. And we saw it with Mickey Mouse. We saw it with the Lone Ranger. We saw it. You know what? We've seen it. You're confusing me. You want, you want them to kill Superman off and keep him dead, but you want a happy ending in a movie. Mm -hmm. So which is it? Yeah. I mean, look, I'm just, no. You like your superheroes dead and your romantic couples together. Oh, no, I'm just, (laughs) no, but no. Can he just end up with the girl in one movie, please? You want the guy to get the girl. Yeah. I, want just, the, the I, I want guy's Ryan Gosling to, get the... to go happy. But, but Look, I'm, he's I'm doing just, saying, just fine. Yeah, I'm just... I, I, I really think that there will be a blowback for Wonder Woman because it feels so forced. And and, and that may be true, and, but I, well, I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I'm, all, I'm always curious. I'm not rooting, it, rooting for it to fail. I can tell you I, I all but 
really didn't love. I can't say I hated it, but wasn't like a big fan of Batman versus Superman, no but for was, Wonder no, Woman. Was, yeah. But for Wonder Woman. And at the end of that movie, I'm like, yes, 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 bring yeah. on the Wonder Woman movie. I, I, I was a little upset with that they portrayed her as a, like, she had nothing to do in that movie other than fight. Yeah. And other than that, she's just looking hot and looking sexy and looking... Well, I won't say hot. She's glamorous in that movie. She's okay, stunning. But at the same time, it's like, you, you have a character now that goes back 60, 70 years. You can do more with her other than what they did. Well, I would and, like to see maybe they do something with like, her like they did with Tony Stark and make it totally about the now. Yeah. Well, you know? It's, it's going He's to fighting be- off people in Iraq and Afghanistan. Like, I don't know. Maybe they make her somehow... Well, like in the now. Well, the movie is maybe she's going to be marching in Washington well, D.C. Well, I don't know. Yeah, here's here's the thing. The movie's a period piece. It takes place in the 1930s. Well, this is it's not going to work I, then. Yeah, that's the one woman movie. Okay, well they need yeah. to not do that. <laughs> but no, she but needs to. I just yeah, I just wanted to to pick your brain. Uh, but real quick, I'll, I will say she this. needs to run for president and get sabotaged by the head here, of the FBI. Here's my um, Academy Award dark horse. Okay, could steal it. From La La Land. What? Arrival. Okay. I'm coming back another time then. Okay. I'm coming. I just, I can't. I watched it last week. Yeah. Because I don't know what I watched. Because I don't know what I watched. I will, I will say I'm going to beat you. I'm going to wrap your own headphone cords like around yeah. your neck. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I will say this because I think the time has come for a science fiction movie to win the Academy Award. It is and, not this movie. And we haven't. Oh my god. We haven't god. had it because everybody wants Interstellar to be um, the contender. And, that movie and, was three hours of my life. I will never get back. Right. And that's how everyone felt for it. Even though I love the visuals. And that's that. how I feel about this movie. Yeah. Well, so. I, I guess I guess on that we will uh, okay. we'll, we'll sign Let's off. Finish with a fortune cookie. Yeah. And um, what uh, you wanted So to at the end of the day, we're saying we're saying like I mean, we definitely feel like, well, I feel like La La Land, special movie. Very special movie. It's, it's, you have to watch it. Yeah, I think you need to watch it, even if you're a little skeptical about it. All right. uh, My fortune cookie. And that that crackling is, let's, let's. Let's see what it says. Yeah, let's read your, let's hear what's Did I get two? That's what she said. (laughs) This is so funny. (laughs) Pay attention to your nonverbal cues and try turning it down. There you go. That's it. Okay, less talking with my hands. Uh, and where's Dallas? He's in. He's all the way up there inside his cat tree. He's in the Dallas Tower. Yeah, I'm getting up there. Okay. <laughs>